Hey, how's it going? My name is Daniel Calderon and welcome back to Corner Talks, my artworks. Something I always love discussing with you guys, something that I find very therapeutic, very creative, an outlet for me when I just pick up a pencil, pick up a sketchbook and draw some of my favorite characters, nostalgic characters I grew up with, my childhood. And I have to say lately, I've been receiving a lot of positive feedback, a lot of kind words and compliments. Thank you again to anyone that's supporting me. It's been amazing, amazing to, to hear that these artworks have you know, inspired you in a way to pursue your own creative ventures or maybe just reminded you of your past, your childhood. I know a lot of my friends uh, that were born in the 90s, uh, a lot of the characters, the Pokemon, the Dragon Ball Z, especially uh, when they see these sketches, uh, they thank me for saying, wow, like this is so cool. This is so uh, edgy and you know, the style is, is really what sticks out to them. And you know, that's why I'm creative. That's why I enjoy this path. That's why I enjoy designing and creating, um, you know, these, these sketches is because it's fulfilling for myself, you know, to relive those moments, that moments of uh, nostalgia, like I said, to see those characters that you grew up with, that you love so much on the page, uh, be able to replicate it. But it's even more fulfilling, satisfying to have your friends, your supporters, your colleagues, people in the film or art industry telling you, uh, this is this is beautiful. This is a great piece of art or uh, I love your style You should keep going and you should uh, submit it to a gallery or for instance, it's it's just Very very moving and I can't thank you guys enough for supporting and uh, having said that and without further ado These are a look at my artworks volume 5 So this is a sketch of Rick and Morty from the show Rick and Morty on Adult Swim. Now, I have a confession to make. I know nothing about this show. I've never watched this show. Now you might be asking yourself, Daniel, you just said you make these sketches because they're nostalgic, they're your childhood, they're something you grew up with or you at least you know, have a passion for. Well, this is a very interesting sketch because I remember during the pandemic when I created all the sketches that I've shown you guys so far, I got to a point where I kind of ran out of that inspiration, uh, that those ideas. And believe me, there's tons of characters that I could draw from Disney to Marvel to anime to, you know, Nickelodeon. But I just didn't really find any character that I really wanted to draw. So I did something different. I said, you know what, I'm going to go on my Instagram because there's a, again, there's a lot of supporters, there's a lot of people that really value my work. And I'm gonna post on my Instagram stories, hey, I'm gonna do this challenge. You send me, or you tell me what picture you wanted me to make, recreate, or what show or character you wanna see come to life through my sketches, my style, and I'll be happy to do it. And luckily for me, uh, a friend or two suggested Rick and Morty. And again, when I first heard it, I knew nothing about the show, I'm honest about that. And you know, I intend to watch it. I know a lot of my friends tell me it's funny and they're always encouraging me. There's a lot of diehards out there, but there was just nothing really appealing to me at the time. And I never really came across the show. I wanted to draw these characters and have them depicted with that kind of adult humor, with that kind of uh, quirky, eccentric character that they carry, right? You know, Rick, uh, you know, he, he looks like a wild guy. He looks like someone that is always giving uh, you know, Morty a hard time. And Morty looks like someone that's just following along. Again, I don't know much about the show, but this is the impression I get. So when I looked at these two characters, I said, you know, what is the best way to capture Rick and Morty? I just felt like this pose right here of him grabbing him by the eyeballs and saying, wake up and look. Because again, this show is about uh, an adventure. It's about them, you know, traveling around the universe and, you know, going into different worlds and, 
you know, de dealing with other quirky and strange characters. And, you know, this, my sketches, like I said, I, I always want to depict characters in the moment and the action, um, something on their mind, uh, ready to pounce. And these characters, I wanted them to not just stand there and look at you. I wanted them to feel like they're looking at you. They're really in the moment. And you don't know what they're really looking at. They could be looking at you. They could be saying, you know, Morty, check out this, you know, a strange looking person uh, why his eyeballs are peeled back. But the reality is, is uh, it's just to make it more intriguing to the viewer. It's just to invite you in. And um, I got a lot of good compliments with it. I pulled it off uh, from the fans of Rick and Morty, or at least the people that wanted me to do this sketch. And that's all I could ask for. So next up is Vegeta. Okay, Vegeta is an iconic character, just like Goku uh, from Dragon Ball Z. And this character to me was always very fascinating. Uh, one of my favorites. I think it's because he's very stoic, very mysterious. Um, but he's also very cynical and dry sense of humor, male malevolent sometimes. Contrast that with Goku, who's very outgoing, free-spirited, a kind soul. You know, it, it, that chemistry is just amazing. And they get into a lot of uh, interesting situations, a lot of mishaps. And, you know, it's just something very memorable that I always remember as a child. So Vegeta is another one of my challenges. Uh, another one of those things that I mentioned before about Rick and Morty. How, he posted online about, hey, I'm going to do these sketches and uh, let me know what you want me to do. And a good friend of mine uh, requested Vegeta. And, you know, Vegeta is, like I said, he is a villain. Uh, well, he started off as one in Dragon Ball Z. And that was very interesting to me, uh, very compelling to see his arc and to see him slowly transform into the hero. And, you know, just uniting with Goku and the team and, you know, conquering the evil that was to come their way. Vegeta was, like I said, a very interesting character. Uh, he was different than Goku, difficult, different than the typical hero. He's very cocky, he's very pretentious, uh, full of himself. Uh, he could be very crude and, you know, very, very dry, like how he treated people, very cold. I wanted to capture the face. The problem is, is that I wanted to also incorporate the iconic battle armor that they wear. Uh, that everybody knows from the show, you know, with this uh, battle gear and the, it's blue and, and it's uh, yellow over here with the white trim. I didn't get a chance to do it. And the reason why is because I started with the body armor first. Uh, usually I start with the head. Now, this was unintentional. I was supposed to get just the face and a little bit of the body armor, but it turned out to become its own thing. And I really enjoyed it uh, even more. And I got a lot of more uh, great feedback because it became its own uh, piece of work. It became its own piece of art where as long as I got the smile, I think it was for me and the hair, the jet black hair, that was all you need to tell you that this was Vegeta because even the pose, how his arms are crossed, he's smirking at his enemy. And again, you got that jet black hair. Everybody knows it from the show. I, I was really um, proud of it. I really was really proud how it turned out. And it just tells me and it goes to show that with art, uh, the more persistent you are, uh, the more that you don't give up with it, you never know where it could end, right? You never know where it could, how it could result to. And a lot of us as creatives will, you know, give up. We'll say, oh, it's not turning out the way they want and they'll rip it up. But I believe art really is objective. It could be seen in any light, in any different way. And at first, you know, some people that didn't know the show, uh, mostly didn't know who this character was because the eyes weren't seen. They're like, how are you supposed to know? But for me or for people that really like Dragon Ball Z, I got a really 
positive response because they're saying, oh, I know who that is without showing you who it is through the eyes or through the full face. Um, so this is one of my, uh, very different compared to my other sketches because especially the Dragon Ball Z ones, you see them close up, like dead on shot, very cinematic. But with this one, um, uh, I think it's one of my favorites because it's just so different and it was so unintentional and I just kind of ran with it. And I think in art, if I can say, give you any piece of advice, if you're trying to pursue something creative or you're doing your art, just go for it. Don't give up, don't tear it up you know, too quickly. See where it pans out, see where it ends up. And you might end up with something you like even more than you began with. And here we have Mewtwo, the legendary Pokemon from the very popular franchise, Pokemon. This Pokemon here is seen through video games, it's seen through trading cards, it's seen through the show, but whether you watch Pokemon or not, I bet you you've seen this character before, you've seen this design before, because it's in our pop culture. And this character, for any 90s kids watching this, you know, you watched, if you enjoyed Pokemon especially, Pokemon the first movie, and he was the face of that movie, he was the star. He was the one that every kid was like, who is this guy? He was unstoppable, powerful, and he had a backstory. You know, Pokemon didn't usually have a backstory. The only one that I could think of was Pikachu at the time. And this guy was created in a laboratory. He was, you know, a genetic experiment, and he was designed to be the most powerful Pokemon ever. You know how it goes. And this one developed a mind of its own. This Pokemon decided to wreak havoc amongst humans and wipe out any remaining Pokemon there was. His attempt was to replenish the earth with clone Pokemon and then rule them uh, his way because he saw how humans treated Pokemon. He saw, you know, through his backstory, how witnessed how uh, brutal humans were towards Pokemon through the laboratory experiments and what he had to undergo. So this backstory, again, it's, it's a children's program but those little details for me uh, put it on a different level. It makes people like myself at 26 remember these characters. It makes me remember the show and it makes it that for that much more compelling and nostalgic. You know, a lot of characters nowadays, you know, I don't really remember. I don't really see and think about as much. And maybe because, you know, I'm older or I don't see them in a different light as a child would. But I see the programming now and, you know, not to go off tangent, but just describing and you know how I see this character and how I remember him being depicted in the film, Pokemon the first movie, just goes to show you um, how powerful storytelling can be if done right. So with Mewtwo, I always saw him as a very powerful, again, legendary Pokemon, because that's who he was. And I wanted to make sure that he was depicted that way when I was sketching. Now, there is a lot of poses you can find on the internet uh, of him standing, you know, uh, with his like low angle, you know, staring you down, um, him floating, but I wanted him to be, again, in the action, ready to attack. He's in this pose, he has his arms raised up, you know, this one, you know, nonchalantly down because again, he's very powerful. He can kill you with one strike. And, you know, I wanted to make his eyes though, non-existent. I wanted to make the pupil disappear. And the reason being is because he's a telekinetic Pokemon. He can control things with his mind. And with one swift strike, stroke, he can destroy, you know, buildings, um, you know, cause forest fires, just all kinds of destruction. And in the movie, his eye goes white every time he's just wrecking a place, just messing it up, and he's attacking our hero. I think it was very important that I took away that detail because the reference photo for this had him with the eye, but I took it away because I thought, you know what, to best capture the intensity of this character, to best 
capture the pain that this character went through, the backstory and, you know, what was going on in his mind. Because he's, again, ready to, that's why he's raising his hand. I want you to believe like he's ready, ready to use telekinesis on you. His eyes not being existent and it's just being a white space is that much more intriguing and that much more, uh, you know, beautiful uh, to see. Thank you again, guys, for joining me on another Corner Talks. I really hope you enjoyed my discussion on my artworks, volume five. Like I said, this is so much fun for me to do, so much fun for me to draw them, but then having me discuss them with you, having you guys be so supportive and, you know, such kind words, uh, you know, encouraging me to keep going and, you know, providing me with ideas on characters I can draw and, you know, just helping me fulfill your lives in a different way, helping me to inspire you to be more creative or, you know, pursue uh, something that you find like the arts, something different that you wouldn't expect you have a talent in. Regardless of whether you feel you have a talent, whether you think you're good enough to draw or create, I really want you, if you have that interest, to take it upon yourself, to grab that piece of paper, grab that pencil, listen to some music and draw. Draw something that comes to mind, draw something that you're inspired by, draw the water bottle that's on you, that's next to you. And don't ever forget that inspiration can come from anywhere. It doesn't need to be feeling the right time, the right moment. And if you just do it, you make it happen, I promise you, you'll never turn back. If you agree or disagree with my sketches or what I had to say about them, please leave your comments down below. I always love to see your thoughts. Also, if you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Take care and we'll talk soon. Thank you.